NFL Street was a thing. You're gonna have to shut the fuck up. <laughs> was it not a thing? <laughs> Shit, Colin. I love that game. All the cool sports games. I played um, NBA Street Volume Two. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the fully torqued program. The torque show. This is Cody. Hey, this is Colin. And uh, we're back with another one. We're uh, just doing the old-fashioned again, recording style. And uh, we've got our second guest, already two guests in three shows, so we're on a roll. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Matt Followoil here. Hey guys, uh, I'm Matt. I, uh, I write for DSO Gaming, darksideofgaming.com. Thanks for being here, Matt. Dude, it's good to have you, seriously. Appreciate you having me on the show. Absolutely. We're going to talk about lots of stuff, I'm sure. <laughs> we actually got a pretty good list going this week, lots of stuff going on. Especially because, I mean, what was it, like three hours ago, GamesCon ended? The first day, the big Xbox day. So, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff they dropped that is not even really exclusive to them, but it was kind of fun. I was able to watch a little bit of it, you know, on and off at work, so. I mean, you would think I would have known about GamesCon happening before today. (laughs) 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 I'll be honest, I completely forgot about it. (laughs) I mean, uh... I, obviously, you guys know I uh, I pretty much just slept through all of Microsoft Show and just kind of <laughs> yeah. got up to speed. But I mean, it, it looks like the majority of what they announced was not really an announcement so much as things that they already announced, just giving us more updates. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they did announce Devil May Cry Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, although I feel like no wait, that also was announced at E3. They yeah. just yeah. they well, just showed more. Gamescom yeah. is always in like a E3 hangover. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of just like uh, we've already kind of touched on all this but we got some more stuff for you yeah we got some, we got some more stuff although me personally i was hoping that they would announce more stuff uh, yeah. yeah as you guys may or may not know i am a long time banjo fan <laughs> so yeah. it, and uh microsoft owning rare uh i would i i was hoping i was i was really hoping that they would they would finally announce another banjo title because it is the 24 no 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 it's the 20 year anniversary okay. of Banjo-Kazooie. That's about the right time. I mean, with the spiritual successor, what, the uh, the ukulele coming out, what was that, three years ago, something like that? Uh, yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. Two or three years ago. Um, I reviewed that title when that one came out, and uh, it, uh, it, was, it, was, it was true to its name, um, yeah. being a spiritual successor. Although, that was, oddly enough, my most controversial review. Because people, some people were, like, ad- really pissed off about it. Because, like, okay. this is... This is not a good game. It's pretty much just banjo fan service, and then there are people like who are the diehard banjo fans who were like, "This isn't really true to the banjo name." So we had you had a pretty mixed bag of yeah. people hated it because you would have only liked it if you enjoyed the banjo series. Yeah, people who hated it because it wasn't enough banjo for them, <laughs> and then you had the people who like myself who really liked the game. Uh, I feel like if you hated it, you should have just hated it before it even came out. Yeah. Because it's very clear what it was. Because yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't always just a spiritual successor. It was trying to repl- like replicate all the things that made Banjo good, right? Yeah, so. I mean, that's I mean that's exactly what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. from the beginning to the end, as soon as you start up the game, you're like, yep, yep. <laughs> this this is just... It's it's all Banjo fan service. I mean, that's, yeah. that's exactly what it is. I mean, uh, Platonic is made from some of the original de- rare developers who worked on banjo so yeah. i mean uh, the microsoft wouldn't let them make banjo so they made their yeah. own banjo well, when you get the need for a spiritual successor that's kind of like just yeah. the fact that there's a need for it means that 
people want it and someone won't make it. Yeah. So they're going to do it themselves. For sure. Yeah. It was the, the fun part about like, you know, there's always the balance too, where games that come out so long ago and then creating the quote spiritual successor, the, the example that's been floating around work and for pretty good reason is Wasteland 2. Uh, being yeah. the, the spiritual successor to the first lines of Fallout. And it's like, you know, it's it's interesting because I think about if Banjo did create something, you remember Nuts and Bolts being nothing yes. like the first couple games. So it's interesting to think that, like, if you liked original Fallouts, you're like, oh, I play Wasteland now. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting, the dichotomy there of, like, series versus, like, like successors versus spiritual successors is kind of fun. So. And, and, what's, and what's fun about, especially about the the wasteland as well is the fallout is a spiritual successor to the original wasteland <laughs> so you had the original wasteland and they're like well we're not ready to make wasteland 2 yet mm-hmm. so they make fallout 1 and 2 and then turn all the rights to bethesda but some people were still yearning for that original feel and they're like okay now's a good time to make <laughs> wasteland 2 like 20 years later <laughs> dude it's it, when it, you just gotta let that burn i guess it's cool though like it's it's a great game I'm, I'm glad that you know at least it's coming around to people that i personally talk to on a daily basis so yeah it's a cool game it's very very cool but ultimately as we know they did not announce anything banjo at gamescom they no. did announce at e3 another battle toads which is also a rare ip oh fuck is that for real <laughs> yeah, yeah they that, did. okay that is a that's no joke which uh i uh that was kind of a, 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 a slap in the face. It's like, oh yeah, Manjo's anniversary, we're releasing a new rare title. Fucking Battletoads. Oh my god. Fucking hell, Microsoft. Dude. What what else did we get from games? Or we got the Cyberpunk screenshots, which yep. yeah. didn't really do much. I mean, it was... It, they, they're fine. I it mean, implied yeah. a first-person perspective, which is a totally different take for CD Projekt. Yeah, but. we kind of started on that, too. Like, I'd be super intrigued to see how that transitions. Yeah, because, so. uh, I mean, CD Projekt Red, at this point, has mainly made uh, Witcher games. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, of course, they're, they're probably going to borrow some developers from, like, GOG and stuff like that, people who help port different titles. Yeah. But that's uh, that's really interesting to go from a, a, a long series of third-person perspective games and go straight into first-person, so... I'd be interested to see how that turns out. I'm hoping because they talked. A, well, they they mentioned in passing. I read that it's going to be a very vertical game. Like you know, the the Witcher three is all about how vast, like horizontally it was. And they talked yeah. about there's a lot of climbing in this game, a lot of like really detailed cities. And I think that sounds really cool. I mean, it fits the the aesthetic very yeah, very well, yeah. obviously. So. But like you know, the the best part of CD Projekt Red has always been like that that little attention to detail. I mean, in everything, mm-hmm. that's always been super super nice to have. So, I will be. I mean, everybody's excited, right? Who's not excited for yeah. Cyberpunk? Yeah. I mean, so at this point, they're just one of those studios that you just kind of know what you're gonna get, Rockstar style. It's like yeah, whatever they're making is gonna be good. Yeah, and we've brought it up before, but I mean, for for great reason. Like very few is, games releasing screenshots is newsworthy. No, yeah. not really. And that's the shame is like they are, as Matt said, pretty early in the dev process. So, I mean, there is um, definitely more time to see gameplay later. I think gameplay yeah. exists, right? So, like behind closed doors, there might be people who are playing a little bit, but they're just right. having made like big oh, mass yeah. releases. They have to have some like gameplay vote because I, I say it's an early in development. It's <laughs> early in its release stage. For sure. So, it's yeah. not so early in development they don't have some levels built out because I guarantee you that, I mean, they've at this point, they already have the story fleshed out. Yeah. It's just, it's 
at this point, it's probably doing the finishing touches to pre- to have a presentable demo at this point. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they've, they've definitely got gameplay. It's just yeah. they're not ready to show it yet because it's still pretty rough. I'm excited. Uh, speaking of uh, playable demo, PUBG just hit its quote-unquote official release and what, on Xbox I mean, What does <laughs> that mean? That's, that means nothing to me. I'm sorry. It's... Um, it left early access on PC months ago. Yeah. And it's still just... It's not like the day that happened. It was like, oh my god. You know, it's, it's out. I'm late to play this. <laughs> it's out now. Like, it's just kind of... I don't like the precedent that it sets. And we, we could talk about this for way too long, so I'll try not to. But I don't like the precedent that it sets where it's like, we can release garbage <laughs> at a price... And call it a beta. Yeah. Well, and or call it early access. I mean, people have been doing that long before PUBG. Right. And it's, I'm not saying they haven't. It's, uh, and, and you're right, we can go on this forever, but mm-hmm. I, I think it was all, the whole, like, pay for beta thing kind of started with Minecraft, but the big difference being, Minecraft was a totally playable game, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, they just, when they hit their release candidate, it was already a well-fleshed-out game way before that. Yeah. And then they've just added content since then. And it's been... But there hasn't been another good example of that. Except for maybe Factorio. But yeah. If uh, anyone hasn't heard of Factorio, it is not a release candidate. <laughs> and it is still a fully complete and fleshed out game that I have easily put over 400 hours into. I mean, speaking of games that you could just talk forever about, like Factorio is just constantly building. And then there's... You know, it's, it's in... Almost to me, the same vein as, as a game like you know Dwarf Fortress, which Matt and I have talked about a fair bit. A game that will never ever leave "quote unquote" <laughs> early access. It's just keep doing its own thing. Yeah, so. it'll it, it will be an early access hell for the rest of its life. But I, I say that like it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Dwarf Fortress is a marvel of programming, and yeah. if you can get past the UI and the pretty steep learning curve, it is. <laughs> super rewarding to play yeah steep is a is a fancy way to put it like it definitely i'd recommend you watch like two or three hours of tutorials before you really dive in but it's it's a game that rewards you for the time like i think i think there are games like that that i don't know like games that that you you take the extra bit of time obviously are stupidly frustrating for a minute but once you get into it it's like you don't want to play much else do you i think the other big difference with PUBG was that they weren't really like pushing it like a beta game or like an early access game like a lot of those games you just sort of like find on steam or there's people talking about them they were like bundling it with xboxes yeah Yeah, like it's a system seller and i I, when i saw the xbox bundle with pubg i was just like oh my god fucking kill me what have we done here dude and it's it's a trend that's all over steam which is such a shame but like you see one of the things that i always found kind of despicable about like these quote-unquote early access games it's like this and killing floor 2 are the games that i've seen the most of that like have affected me personally of like where a game is still in development and then they decide to add microtransactions or fucking dlc or dlc yeah. before the game's even out that shit just grinds my damn gears gets me fully torqued like it's not 
it's really, really not a nice and thing. The release that was announced like right before they talked about early access at the Microsoft conference was um, Daisy coming out on Xbox One. Oh, uh, when was that? August twenty ninth. Oh, fucking yeah. gag me! Yeah. You want to talk about a game that's been in early access hell for eternity? That fucking game. Isn't it an armor mod? It was. Yeah, it was. So yeah. they eventually. So with it coming to Xbox, it will be in its own engine, but. I mean, is it, they, they say own engine, but it still looks and plays like Arma. So is yeah. it really that different? It's, it's, it's like saying the original Half-Life was not in the Quake engine. Gold, yeah, the Gold Source engine was heavily modified, but it was still Quake for the most part. Yeah, yeah that's kind of the Daisy symptom as well. But, Man, I mean... That's such a travesty, that whole game. And, you know, uh, last thing on sort of just releases and stuff, and we'll move, move on, but um, this... The only reason I'm mentioning this is because it shows what how far we've come with Nintendo is that Saints Row the Third is coming out on the Switch. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> and, and that statement would have never been uttered, you know, six years ago. Oh yeah, the, the third party selections on uh, Nintendo were like very curtailed, and yeah. now it's just like it's just in the console ecosystem now, which is yeah, pretty cool. And- I, I think that's the direction Nintendo's needed to take for a while. But mm-hmm. so yeah, all the way back as far as the original, well, actually the original Nintendo's not so much, but kind of with the SNES and the N sixty four, Nintendo's support for third party developers was trash. Oh, you played Nintendo for Nintendo titles <laughs> and Nintendo exclusives, and and for the most part, people who played Nintendo just played Nintendo. And you think they learned their lesson on that one. Yeah, but that's... The thing is, Nintendo has always done what Nintendo was going to do. But yeah. the fact that they're releasing a portable console that has third-party support... And we're getting we're getting tons of ports of titles that came out in the PS3 and Xbox yeah. 360 era. Yeah. Well, what's funny is they, they moved in both directions. Yeah. It was like... Yeah. On the Wii U, it was like... Um, no third-party support and not enough first-party games to make that okay. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like all the third-party support and tons of first-party games. Like, yeah, we've yeah. got Smash coming out. We've got Pokemon coming out. Like, they are hitting both fronts so yeah. hard. It was like, where... Okay. Yeah. I, I think the Wii U was an experiment. So the Wii was massively successful. Uh, you had a decent lineup of third-party games... Were they amazing? No, but they you had third party support. Like I mean, you have freaking Call of Duty on the yeah. way. Yeah, God bless. I always think about that. I like I was thinking about that the whole time I was talking about third party games. Is that there was Call of Duty on the Wii, and yeah. I remember playing it with the controller snapped into a Mario Kart wheel. Yeah, because <laughs> those things didn't really do anything. It was yeah. just like a per, it was just like a just it was like a shell. Yeah, and I remember like holding it. I don't know why. Like my friend had one of those on the on the Wii, and we kept the controller snapped into the wheel and played Call of Duty just because we could. Yeah, like, it, and this I mean, is weird. They did have the pro. It had full online multiplayer and everything. Yeah, like, it you did. could get like, called a you know racial slur by by an eight year old <laughs> while holding a Wii controller in a Mario Kart wheel. <laughs> that was is awesome. this the future? <laughs> that was the dream right there when you get a, a Wii all of a sudden. I saw some mods and stuff. Well, people were playing Call of Duty on like Wii Fit balance boards. Yeah. Like they had like it macroed out to where yeah. you could like step on it to shoot and stuff like that. That's rad. Uh, yeah, so so we, we see this huge line of third party support but I think the Wii U was just an experiment. Like 
like Nintendo was riding that money train from from the Wii, and they're like, all right, we got to experiment again. Because every once in a while, they do something a little crazy, and sometimes yeah. it works out for them, sometimes it doesn't. Sure. The Wii was crazy, but it worked. Bad shit. Yeah. It worked it was really good, crazy. well. Yeah, yeah. The so, Wii is bad crazy. <laughs> so, so the Wii U, they're like, all right, let's do something crazy again, and they wanted to test how people felt about. A console handheld, yeah. which they they didn't give us the full thing. They gave us the they gave us the Wii U controller, which you could play independent of your TV, or it could work with your TV and do like some dual screen action, which yeah. was was garbage. The games that, that implemented the that were terrible. Yeah. yeah, they were all bad, right? Zombie U or whatever yeah, that game well, was. The whole thing, like, I may catch some flag for this, but like the whole like the per- not not the hardware in terms of like the performance of the hardware but the hardware in terms of like the way the thing worked with yeah. the controller how you could move move away from the screen and have it it was fine really the yeah. whole thing just back ended on not having any games yeah. that was the whole thing it just didn't have games yeah it, and I felt like the, the games that like were given the ability to use it didn't know what the fuck they were doing yeah. with it like, like I wasn't going to buy that thing to play Mario Kart of course not and, like games that hadn't been built for it like you look at the example I always think of as like Assassin's Creed let's say where all they showed was the fucking mini map on like the yeah. gamepad. It's, it's like, like I don't care. I don't need that. Yeah. yeah. So and I so I, I have Wii U and I, I still do. Yeah. Um, and they had they had some decent titles, but like there were some first party titles that were just poorly implemented, like Star Fox, which mm-hmm. also longtime Star Fox fan, uh, because it dates all the way back to the SNES. Yeah, they did have Star Fox. Yeah, they had Star Fox, but like you'd have these weird boss battles where you had to like. Use the pro controller in in tandem with with the like with your TV, and it was just it just Ooh. felt clunky yeah. and awkward. And at first, I was like, "Oh man, this is like this kind of this feels a lot like uh, Star Fox sixty four. It it looked like Star Fox sixty four, mm-hmm. but then they had those weird quirks. I'm just like, guys, yeah. this is not how you implement the whole <laughs> dual screen thing. Okay. What what did it right was like Zelda because. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Wind Waker or no, Breath no, of the Wild? One, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Breath of the Wild also came out on Switch. Yeah. And on the Wii U, your menu was man, man managed by the Wii U, yeah. and you play the game on the TV, so you could quickly switch between menu items. Yeah. Without ever pausing the game. That makes a lot of sense. That sounds a, a lot less tedious than something like having just your like little baby map that you're like, oh, where am I? Where have I been? Yeah. So that is cool. That so is a nice it was a pretty mixed bag, but all in all, I think the Wii U was just a test to see if people would be uh, balls deep about the Switch, and boy, were we. <laughs> What's <laughs> funny is that era had a lot of, like, third screen stuff going on. Like, yeah. that whole E3, like, I remember the Division demo had a person yeah. playing on an iPad, and it was the whole third screen thing, mm-hmm. and you could, like, have your map on your iPad and send in, like, airstrikes or whatever. Yeah. You could do the same thing on Battlefield. And yeah. There was good. a Battlefield companion app where you could do that. Which was a, actually kind of yeah, cool. It is, it's cool, but it's like, nobody, like nobody how much did people use it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it is cool. Like when I saw the demo, I thought it looked cool, but I don't ever remember doing it. And like, yeah, because yeah. you pretty much had to, it, like you had to have a tablet. You could not install it on a phone. Oh. So it's like if you don't have a tablet, no one's going to use this. And the only and for the most part, the only time you ever knew someone was using it because you'd be playing Battlefield Four and someone's like, and it'd be like, "Commanders, come online," and they could they could call like airstrikes and like supply drops right. and shit like that. And you know, it's a E three demo too. It didn't even it didn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. <it didn't. laughs> but while we're on the uh, 
on Nintendo be a good time to move into uh, Switch Online coming out. Yeah. Was it twenty nine ninety nine a month? Is that about right? No, so, no. It's 20 for like an entire year. Oh, okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it, it's yeah. like half the price of uh, PS Plus. Oh, never mind. What yeah. am I? I meant to say a year, but I said a month. And yeah. even then I was off. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I'm only... I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> so, uh... The, Nintendo hasn't been very open about what that all includes because you can yeah, already yeah. play the Switch it's, online. Does so, it imply that? Okay, like, this is so, just freebie until they roll out the well, service? Yeah, it is. It's mm-hmm. e- the things that you're playing for free online now, um, you'll have to start paying for. I'm not starting to Which sounds weird, but they're also adding in a, a sort of a virtual console, but it's, it's just NES. So, 20 NES games. Okay. And they're going to add new games all the time. So, like, it's almost like Gold Pass. Like, that's kind of how it will operate, too. I don't know about that. I think that the games may just be for download. But you can okay. you can only access... Like, they're, they're saying very little about that. Um, yeah, it may be a Games Pass talk thing, but... These are only compatible games online play. So, Splatoon 2 Arms... Okay, so yeah, it is it is like a service. Yeah. So yeah. it comes with twenty games and they add new ones all the time. That's which cool. I'm fine with it's twenty dollars for a year. That's oh, not that bad. And also yeah. save data cloud. That's that what I was cool. about to say. Cool. That is something that I've been asking for since the beginning. Yes. I'm surprised it took this long, like in total honesty. Yeah. But that's super cool. Now one thing that I am a bit peeved about is the Switch has a headphone jack on it. And it's and it's not just headphones, but it's headphone mic combo. Oh, is it? And yet for party chat, they're relying on a, on an app. So, like, if you want to do party chat on your Nintendo device, you have to install an app on your phone, pull out the app, and that's how you handle parties. Which is just it, for a user experience, that's terrible. Now, you're saying that they plan on you using all voice chat through the phone. So, yes. like, the head basically the headphone jack is just to listen. If you want to talk, you have. I'll to never wrap my head around that. No, the, that doesn't make any the sense. The entire party is Are going to be. Are you kidding me? So. So none of it's on the Switch. Yeah, none of it's on the oh, Switch. Fuck. It's so fucked. I just I'll never wrap my head around that shit. No way. It, so it's like it's th- one of those weird things where Nintendo does this family thing and they just can't. They're like some. I really just don't, don't want to hear it. the bad words. I don't words. get. It. Is it? I I can't understand how it's that bad for their brand. Yeah, it's having like, voice chat in the games. You mean there can't be. How many little fucking kids have an Xbox? <laughs> all of them. Yeah, yes. All the kids that have a Switch, it like all any like little kid that's parents would buy them a Switch has an Xbox. They play Call of Duty and they get in game chat and they say awful shit to you. <laughs> it's I, no different. I yeah. hear worse stuff coming out of the mouths are like 10, 11, 12 year olds, and I hear out here come yeah. from grown ass men, and I Dude. play fucking CSGO. Dude, I just don't I remember, understand. I remember the Mech Warrior days. They're sitting there at Nintendo, and they're thinking, if we do this, it's like, like it ha- they have to think it's going to impact sales. Yes. Like, they don't mm-hmm. care that much. Like, yeah, they're family friendly and stuff, but like, Disney's family friendly because it's good for their brand. They're yes. not family friendly because they care about your family. Yeah. Same thing with Nintendo. Like, they don't care that people are calling each other, you know, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> shit. Like, we can't be they, part of that. They, <laughs> they somehow think this is bad for their brand, and I can't wrap my head around that. I just can't. It, it may be that, or they just don't have a better way of implementing it. Because I, I was thinking about it. Mm, like, and, no infrastructure for it or something? Well, that for one, mm-hmm. they don't have a, They may not have the infrastructure for VoIP. Mm-hmm. But also, 
if your switch is docked, if you're not using a wireless headset, the fuck are you using? I'm just gonna scream at it. I'm just gonna scream <laughs> at the <laughs> built-in baby mic. I mean, <laughs> they could, I mean, they should have built a, a mic port into the, into the Pro Controller. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay. just like the Xbox has, because because all um or all Bluetooth. Yeah, all controllers use Bluetooth. Like, yeah. Uh, the the I'm pretty sure the protocol that even the Switch controllers uses Bluetooth, but I may be wrong about that. But I know it has Bluetooth capabilities. Why not just give us Bluetooth headsets? Yeah. See, I'm one of those people that likes to sit in Discord or sit in an Xbox chat, even if I'm not playing the same game. Yeah. My friends and I'm playing, totally. and we just sit in a chat lobby. And it makes... It's so fucking frustrating that I can't do that on a Switch. Dude, it's I'll sucks. sit in a Discord lobby and play my Switch. Yeah. Because I can't talk to anyone who's playing the Switch with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, some of my fondest memories uh, from high school are just, like, chilling in an Xbox Live party with, like, with like uh, five other guys... Yeah. And uh, you guys remember the Netflix app that originally came out in the 360s? Where you, you could think, actually watch yes. it with other people? Yeah. Yeah. That was so dope. Yeah. Like, Microsoft, please, bring it back. <laughs> bring it back. <laughs> Seriously, you know what the kids yeah. want. They want, they want mean, multi-streaming. I know, like, I know you guys do this, and I can speak for myself, most of my friends. We all sit, like, we'll just sit in party chats. Like, yep. Half the time we're not even playing the same game. Sometimes they're not even playing a game. Like, yep, they're yep. just doing something, you know, reading a comic book, whatever, hanging out. Yeah. It's just like a hangout. Yeah. Especially Discord. Because, I mean, you can do anything out. on your PC. Yeah. yeah. And it's so, it's just so dumb. Like, it, I mean, it would even be awesome if there was just a fucking Discord app on the Switch. Yeah. That's, yeah, all, that's like, all I would take. Now, and this is coming from a guy who has every expectation of still using my PC while I play the Switch. I'm just like, I mean, at what point do you decide it's a, it's a bad idea to integrate it into the console itself? I, I don't get it. it there's like, there's no apps on the Switch. Or, I know. It's just games. Yeah. yeah. So Is that yeah. their thought? Do they just want to make it like a gaming only thing? That just seems behind to me. It to is. Have a, to have a device in 2018 that's portable... That has flash memory and is, you know, pretty robust. It has the same specs as, like, a laptop from, you know, a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. The it fact has, that it doesn't support independent app downloads is just mind-numbing. It, yeah. it basically has the specs of an NVIDIA Shield, which yeah. runs Android and can run all the Android apps. Uh, which, when the Switch was first being talked about, they talked about running a modified version of Android, which I know that's not true now. They're using... Uh, some other Linux, like custom Linux distro, but but still, like I mean, and any Linux kernel can be broken down to support that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, there's a Discord app uh, for Linux, so it's uh, I don't know. I, I I think I think part of it is they don't they're not ready to implement that kind of stuff because, yeah, like you said, they don't have any other applications except for their own, and it definitely has the capability of running it because people have installed custom firmware on their Switches at this point and put those types of apps on it. Yeah. Right. So. It makes me wonder what the move for Nintendo is. Like, they're they're a company that very much does what Nintendo wants to do. Yep. They so, always have. And that's, you know, it's their brand, obviously. They're going to do what they're going to do, but I'm, I'll be interested to see because... They can. It's not like they can't, like forever do this. Like, yeah. there's some sort of integration that has to hit it. So I'm just curious mm-hmm. when it does. What's their wonky way of doing it? You know what I mean? Is right. it gonna be like Picto Chat on the uh, DS, yeah. where you just had to send pictures to some dude on the same like car ride as you, <laughs> like a penis picture as you're driving by? Dude, so I that, do, <laughs> do so many cocks in Picto Chat. <laughs> 
That's what Picto Chat is. Clock <laughs> <laughs> drawing simulator. Like, like, we've messed up. <laughs> we shouldn't have released this. And the, the Splatoon 2 logo is just a giant pink phallus. <laughs> <laughs> Smiling phallus. Dude, some of the artwork, I gotta give it to the Wii U, speaking of that, but some of the art in like the, the little lobby when you can go look at games, it's just all out of this world. It's just yeah. so rad. Which, speaking of which, Nintendo released a comp. The Switch is. The Switch has a touchscreen on it. Yeah. What fucking uses that? Dude, I'm t- I like using it to type in passwords. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Like, That's it. <laughs> like, other than that, no when the hell do you use a touchscreen? Like, no sometimes I'll catch myself, like, some game, like, a lot of games don't even support it. And At sometimes all. I'll be in a menu and I'm like, for some reason, I'm, I'm yeah. hitting the screen, like, I laid my controller down and it's just yeah. doing nothing. And I'm like, oh, Dude, I tried to click when I was playing Dead Cells the other day. We can talk about that later. Um, but, like, it, I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I wish this worked, but no. Last two yeah. things on the Switch Online and we'll move on. Yeah. Uh, the app that we were talking about, it's going to have special features for compatible games. So, like, there's a Splatoon thing where you can, like... Share your stats on Splatnet. Are you serious? That sounds so they have a leaderboard. Unbelievably homoerotic. <laughs> um, so you can get on Splatnet and uh, share your phallic images. Hell yeah! Yeah, and, me and my uh, boys are getting on that Splatnet. <laughs> <laughs> you boys gonna hop on Splatnet? <laughs> It yeah, that's like, uh, that's really what's called. It's, it's really it's Splatnet too, because <laughs> one wasn't enough, dude. Yeah, I think I, yeah, for the low price of twenty dollars a month or a year, I was that. A month and then the pricing, so it's yeah, three ninety nine for a month, uh, seven ninety nine for three months, or nineteen ninety nine for twelve months. So I mean, you'd have to be who on this planet? You'd have to be fucked not to yeah. buy this month. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, There's a family membership too that's thirty four ninety nine for twelve months, and I guess you know it's probably four users or something. But I mean, if you buy anything other than the yearly thing, you're just dumb. I mean, that's four dollars a month, and if you spread that over twelve months, that's that's that is there's forty eight dollars, or you could pay half of that. I'm a man who doesn't like to be held down. Yeah, like I the like Xbox to Live the model is you do save a little bit on the year, but not, not $40. It's yeah. like 20 bucks, if yeah. that. I think it's like 10 or 20 bucks. Yeah, and I can so. understand with Xbox Live because I get a lot of trials with just, you know, different games and stuff. Yeah, and two they're, weeks. They're usually a month. Mm-hmm. I'll have like a month and a month, and then I'll buy a three-month or whatever. But yeah, like yeah. with this, if you, I mean... Who doesn't have don't, 20 bucks? <laughs> don't ever spend $4 on a month of this. That, that's, that's a terrible Because it adds no extra benefits. It's just like, oh, hey, that online service you're already using, you, you got to pay for that now. What? It's like yeah. people migrating from the PS3 to PS4. Like, oh, hey, you know uh, you know that online thing you were doing for free? Yeah, that costs money now. We saw what Microsoft was doing. We figured we could get you guys to do it too. Which I think they understand that they live in a completely different ecosystem than Xbox Live yeah. and PlayStation yeah. Plus and Steam. And their pricing shows that. Yes, it I does. I am genuinely curious how because the, uh, the Nintendo Switch Online has the cla- – they say in direct quote that you have a selection of classic NES games with newly added online play. That sounds interesting. Like yeah. playing oh. two player on classic SNES games or NES games. Dude, Contra. if that's the case, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to read too much into that because it may not mean it like that. I hope it does. I, hope, I really hope it <laughs> but does. But if that means I can play online Contra, I'm yeah. going to blow my load Dude, the first day it comes out. out. The technology exists. <laughs> Look at like Parsec. 
like <coughs> if you me. wanted to play like for example a game like Overcooked, which only has local multiplayer, mm-hmm. you could do Parsec. So it says could, right here actually online yeah. play added to every classic game. You can compete or cooperate online with friends. That's fucking share rad. your screen, pass the controller depending share on share your screen and that pass the controller. Cool. That's what's up. All right, I'm I'm in. Actually, yeah. I like that. That actually sounds super. That cool. is super I somehow cool. I guess I overlooked that because it's like on the. Any, it's on the NES emulator screen. Yeah, I'm calling it an emulator, but well, technically it's yeah, first party <laughs> for sure. But it's still it's an still, emulator, yeah. regardless. It's like, yeah. it's like a Wii. You basically just emulated the Wii to play all the old games and stuff. And oh man, does Nintendo hate emulators? <laughs> well, let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah, that's a full thing. But I mean, it is. So, we'll. we'll I'm going to touch on it slightly, but yeah. the NES ROMs that. Uh, <laughs> that Nintendo used on the Wii were not ROMs that they pulled from their own games. No they, way. They, <laughs> they downloaded so, so someone someone took someone took a decompiled a ROM for from that was used on the Wii and realized it was a ROM that was created by someone in the from the ROM hacking community, they basically they basically use someone else's rip of their own game. That, I mean, that's pretty much full circle for, <laughs> for Nintendo. For Nintendo, especially the combat that they put up against ROMs and emulating in general. That is yeah. so fucking funny. It's, it's because they want people to play their emulators, not Plus free the, emulators. I know Ryan ripped it, but it's my game. You gotta play my game. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the reasons that Nintendo, more than anyone, is more hard up on that, because they're, like, a lot of people are Nintendo fans for classic Nintendo only. Sure. Or, originally because of or primarily because of so it's a little different than you know I mean I am yeah like <laughs> excuse me God bless you because I grew up in the 64 era yeah so okay. yeah uh, I, like if and they, they start they want to keep that part of the brand yeah like whenever they were destroying emulators in 2012 they probably knew they were going to release a NES classic and a SNES classic and that you know I'm sure. I mean, emulators probably cut into the market share on that kind of thing a lot. Because yeah. I mean, I knew pretty much everyone dude. I knew that had a gaming PC was emulating dude. something. Well, think about it though. Like uh, one of my one of the critics that I followed for a while, Jim Sterling, always said Nintendo has the um, like the toy mentality, where like the idea is you purposely sell a very small amount of a certain unit, and the thought is like that by and of itself brings up demand. But I'm like that only really helps scalpers. Yeah. So, I don't understand. They've got a crazy mentality over at Nintendo. And you, you can get NES Classics anywhere now. Now you yeah. can, but I'm saying when they first came out, yeah. it was like, oh, let's yeah. put out 50 when we know we could sell 300 here. Well, because Nintendo learned that there's there were scalpers who would buy like 10 of them, and Nintendo would get their cut of it. But then the scalpers would then make more money off of flipping them on eBay, and Nintendo's like, yeah. wait, why don't we just sell more of them? I've got a yeah, great transition for us yeah. from overhyped hardware. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't have said overhyped. That's <laughs> <laughs> hyped hardware. Uh, new graphics cards. Dude. So. Let's talk about it. First things first. You guys see those price tags? Oh, God. Like a thousand bare minimum, right? Uh, the the oh, RTX 2080 20. Ti is s- s- scheduled to be... Twelve hundred dollars. Oh, some pocket change, you mean? So easy to buy. Let's run. Let's run over it real quick for anyone who doesn't know. Like, what? What's? What are the new graphics cards? What's the naming convention? And like, 
What are they comparable to? They so um, the the GeForce RTX series is kind of a new transition for NVIDIA. Um, up until this point, most of their changes have been incremental. Um, they've implemented small bits of hardware this here and there, like the most notable being like uh, uh, adding uh, NVM NVM NVMU. I think that's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's basically a dedicated chip for like that they use for like streaming and stuff like that. So that's how they use their uh, Nvidia Shadowplay, and that came in with the six hundred series cards. So we for for a while we've been seeing a, a pretty incremental change with only small features added here and there, faster RAM, obviously better chips, um, uh, uh, some extra features here and there. But this new RTX series is supposed to bring a lot of new features. They they basically went back to the drawing board with this one, and uh, it's a totally new architecture instead of being based off their previous ones. Hence the new name change, RTX twenty eighty instead of. So I'm always curious, like, because <clears throat> I always do like the sixty seventy eighty. How does, and I mean, I, I'm sure there's obviously not benchmarking or anything like that yet to really get that in detail with it. Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering how like an RTX twenty seventy compares to like a GTX ten seventy practically, right? Like I want to see the practical benchmark. So yeah. if it if like if we were, I'm talking like FPS. Mm -hmm. So if we were if we were looking at previous generations to benchmark this off of. Um, you will see a between thirty and fifty percent increase, which is significant. Wow. But w which is why some people buy new graphics cards every year. Like some people are of the mindset, I'm going to get the seventy series and I'm going to buy a new card every year. Because if you wait until after the Founders Editions launch and you give it a couple of months, like six months or so, they usually drop down to be about three hundred and fifty dollars. Mm -hmm. so, right after these things come out. There'll be Linus Tech Tips video and Jay's Two Cents will be like SLIing the the twenty eighty TIs. Yeah, yeah. Like, just, just like, three in a row. Like check this out. <laughs> well, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> Damn it! With the oh, ten series, right. you can only do two. That's right. All they right. did do that. But, but, I mean, anyway, why yeah. the fuck would you even need one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but that's not supposed to be the case with this series. So, typically, the eighty TI and the Titan. Are, are going to be similar. Like mm -hmm. the Titan just usually has more VRAM. That that's sure. been that's been the case throughout uh, the last couple of iterations of the AETI series. The back to the original Titan with the 780 Ti, which I did have a 780 Ti and it was it was dope, but it yeah. cost me nine hundred dollars at release. Oh nothing, yeah. That's uh, and supposedly the the twenty. Seven the the RTX twenty seventy is supposed to according to Nvidia outperform the Titan XP which okay. was the ten series That's Titan insane. which yeah. uh, that was, I mean if it's outperforming that for six hundred dollars it's a you know yeah it, I, I mean you it, it'll cost you a thousand dollars now to get a Titan XP so yeah. I mean. That's that's great. If that's the case, uh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I just can't wrap my head around spending the same amount that you know what a lot of people would consider a decent gaming PC. Twelve hundred dollars, you can build build a PC that'll play most everything at pretty high settings. Yeah, yeah it's not gonna be four K or anything, but pretty very. Pretty I mean, yeah. even today, you may be able to punch up four K at that. You that's like how much this the GPU costs. Yeah, it is twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, and that's not even the. It, are they going to do a Titan with this one? Usually they announce the Titan a little bit later. Yeah. I couldn't imagine 
what a Titan would look like on that. That would be fascinating to see because the new the new name because last time it was Pascal. This is the Turing line, yes. so probably a, pa- a Titan XT or something like that instead of an XT. Yeah. Or just Titan, Titan X, or just Titan T, <laughs> just Titan again. Yeah, it could be Titan T, so that would make sense. Um, I would be fascinated to see what that yes. would look like. So that 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 pose that poses a, a another question: Why? So and we need the mobos too. I mean, we're gonna have to wait on the whole motherboard line for this. Uh, no, not for graphics cards, just for CPUs. Well, yeah, I guess they're just they're just uh, the same. Not chipset, but they're the same socket. Just all yeah, PCI, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there, there's a lot of things that they're hinting here. Uh, so they named this architecture Turing, which like you can think like it's yeah. sentient or like something it's like going that. To yeah, be, I thought about that. <laughs> like so the weird. intention is that it's going to be used for AI applications. It's and alive. I don't know if that's hinting at some sort of features that this is going to include on board. Yeah. Or does that mean that? That this is just really good marketing, and they want people to use it on like, yeah, computers that they're going to use for AI. That wouldn't surprise me. It's always been interesting to me that like their workstation model was always the Quadro, mm-hmm. whereas this name sounds very workstationy. Yes. So it's very much like, hey, we're going to use this for high computing, deep learning type processes. Yes. And and the Ten Series was the first series that bridged that gap between the Quadros and the GTX. Yeah. Because previously. Quadro had features GTX didn't have. Correct. They both cards had feature parity, Quadro and GTX. But the reason why you bought the Quadro is it was the factory first. Mm-hmm. So to kind of explain that in more depth, uh, do either of you guys like baseball? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Basically. So you know that the baseballs that MLB players get are like the cream of the crop. We talked baseballs. about this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the. <laughs> The uh, so those let's call those factory firsts. The minor leagues get factory seconds, and then the stores get factory thirds, and that's basically where the graphics cards work. The Quadro cards are all factory firsts; they're perfect. The GTX 1080 and 1080 Ti um, were factory seconds of the Quadros, and believe it or not, the Seven Series. Are the same car are essentially the same cards as the 1080s, but they're not perfect, so they don't have all the functionality. So they basically just like laser off portions (laughs) portions of the board. Yeah, I went really far into that uh, a couple months ago, reading into the sort of the top of the line within the same card, and it's a weird thing. Like, there's some video comparisons where people will unbox two cards and. Uh, benchmark them and just break down every little bit of it and it's mm-hmm. crazy how the same card same line same naming convention everything the same have those minor differences in them it's almost yeah, like cool. you're you don't know which one you're going to open it's yeah. the, the and people will try to trade each other for like the mm-hmm. same grade of like a 1080 like yes. they got the better 1080 and yeah. you yes you, it's called winning the silicon lottery right, yeah, people make yeah. that joke with GPUs and CPUs, because some CPUs just overclock better. It's the mm-hmm. exact same CPU, but you may just win the silicon lottery. That's the weirdest thing. And it overclocks really well. And it, it's just <coughs> because there's, I mean, at the size that we're doing computing, like in the nanometers, there are so many like fine details that it, there's there's an incredible amount of variance that can happen. Right. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, it's, it's just it's, the it's nature of how it works. Yeah. Yep. And the design on the card is is pr- pretty different uh, from like a GTX card. 
it's a lot more squared off mm-hmm. and kind of it's got like some it almost looks like it's got like bolt-ons on it like yeah. it's got big like metal pieces yeah and the fans aren't exposed it's all covered and then there's just two big fans. So yeah. it's it's still a blower style, but it's maybe a little yeah. bit of a different blower style cooler, which I'll be interested to see what clock speeds we get out of uh, you know, non-reference coolers. Right. That would yes. be fascinating. Once you get like a big ass Zotac cooler on it or something yeah. like yeah. that. Well, which historically speaking, all NVIDIA founder cards had single CPUs and they would exhaust out the back. But mm-hmm. these have two fans. That's true. So yeah. those look like they exhaust put- into the case. They yeah. probably do, yeah. So, which that would be a first for Nvidia on their Founder series. They're getting better. It looks a lot better than yes. like a ten series blower cooler. Which, uh, so I'm not sure if these are blowers because blowers exhaust out the back. These okay. look like these exhaust into the yeah, case. Yeah, they do. They look oh, okay. like they're blowing out. Which okay. Which the blowers do have a benefit if you're using like six cards and they're all stacked on top of each other. That way they don't heat each other up. They just sure. exhaust out the case. Yeah. These you can't do that. Makes so sense. Yeah. I feel like if you're water cooling, that's a little bit of a disadvantage too. If they're exhausting into the case. Uh, if you're water cooling, you just, just you're taking it. the cooler yeah. off anyway and putting a, a block on it. You choose exactly where it helps. That's true, but in terms of like the build, do you think that that is a little bit of a disadvantage just because of the way you have to route uh, everything? It depends on the, the water block. So like you could use EK water blocks, which are micro thin. Like they're basically way smaller right. than the card we, itself. We talked mm-hmm. about those. So, yeah. So I mean, water blocks you're taking off the whole cooler anyway, so yeah. it doesn't really affect that. Uh, before we move on to another subject and back to like the whole silicon lottery thing, it, that was really big with AMD cards in their 200 series. Like yeah. so people would buy 290s and if you got the right 290, you could flash the BIOS, bam, 290X. Huge <laughs> import, performance increase and, and some cards could it do it and some could Yeah, it was like some of them could do it and some of them couldn't. That's if you cool. got the right 290, you could flash the 290X's BIOS and bam, you got a 290X. Pretty sweet. And the same thing happened with the 390 because it was a it was an iteration of the 290. So if you're lucky, you can get a 390X <laughs> just flash the BIOS. <laughs> Dude, win the lottery there for sure. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's very interesting, especially in the overclocking community. We talk about the silicon lottery and, uh, and, and trading cards. Like... It's like going back to like when you're a kid and you trade like Pokemon cards or baseball cards with your friends, but now we're trading graphics cards because we've got more money. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's such an interesting thought. But you're exactly right. You just trade graphics cards. We'll see though. I'll be uh, I'll be interested to see when they're actually functioning and look at real benchmarks or anything. But I mean, they're they're gonna be awesome. Yeah, I'm stoked. I mean, who's I mean, so the the original like the the RTX like. 70, 80, and I think just the two of those are supposed to come out uh, in September. Yeah, like that's when pre-orders yeah. start. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's what it says here. So, or is it is it just pre-orders, or is that when it's supposed to release? It says pre-orders. So. Okay, so it's probably not going to release until later. Yeah. They usually not not too long after though. If they're yeah, they usually release like end of quarter force or start of quarter one, right? So like yeah. February, something like that. I'm, I'm really tempted because I have a 1070 and I'm like, <laughs> I kind of want to have the RTX just to see. Like, yeah. cause I'm, I'm curious cause I'll be like, it beats out a Titan XP. That means you can yeah, 4k game on a budget, man. That's pretty nuts. slick. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to hit this last thing here and, uh, just for 
time's sake this week, we're going to keep it a little short and sweet. I think we finally, we found our formula with that a little bit. The, uh, the, um, the good people at Kotaku, which I seem to reference every week, (laughs) uh, they, uh, they had a story this morning about people scamming their way into free games by, uh, either acting like they are a known reviewer, like just literally impersonating someone or acting like they write for a site that either doesn't really exist or they're not actually a staff writer for that site. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to bring that one up with Matt because he does reviews for, for dark side of gaming. I, I figured you'd have some insight on this and like, are, are the game developers, you know, pretty accepting of just anyone with a Gmail or are they generally kind of like, you know, how, is there any credentialing involved here or is it kind of just, it depends. So, uh, smaller indie developers are usually, uh, believe it or not, uh, more careful than some of the bigger names. And you, you would think that they wouldn't be, but their, their bottom dollar, I mean, if they're giving out tons of keys, they're losing money. Yeah. Um, so, there, there was, there was, a one, there was one game that I was particularly interested in reviewing, and my, the way my reviews come in is, uh, John, the owner of Darkside Gaming, will get an email from a developer, and he'll, he'll ask one of us, hey, do you want to review this? Um, they will send us emails. Like pretty much everyone who's gone to E three will get bombarded with review keys at certain times of the year, and I went, I've been to a couple at this point, so a lot of, uh, like several, uh. A lot of times, developers they don't reach out to you directly. Right. They go through a third party. So once you get to a certain point, point anyways, you, you don't need to ask for them. Yes, but occasionally, like if you're just particularly interested, so I was interested in this game called Rise to Ruins, which was a uh, it, it reminded me a lot of Dwarf Fortress. I'm like, ooh, this sounds good. So I uh, I couldn't find an email for the developer himself because I, I have a Dark Side Gaming email, which that's usually all it takes. Right. Like if. If you have a if you email, the domain, at, email at domain, yeah, yeah. you're usually safe. But I couldn't find an email from him, so I just DM'd him on Twitter. Because like, uh, he tweets about it all the time, so I just DM'd him on Twitter. And in, in my bio on Twitter, it'll say that like I'm a writer for Dark Side Gaming. I don't have a link to the site so that you can go verify it. And you can look at my picture on Twitter, and there's my face, and there's my face on the staff page of Dark Side right. Gaming. Uh, and... Uh, the guy was really like, uh, really like apprehensive, which I get it. You gotta like, if you're if you're an independent developer, man, you gotta you gotta cover your bottom line. Like, well, hey, if you got an email, just shoot me an email here. Here's my email. Uh, but he did he did actually respond, but he was pretty apprehensive. Whereas I've had other developers like, oh yeah, that's awesome. Like, uh, when Factorio was still in early parts of development, I just emailed them directly for my Dark Side Gaming email, and they just like, oh yeah, how many do you need? Not <laughs> not like, yeah, we'll send you a key. It's, how many do you need? Yeah. And I was like, uh, four. So I gave, I used one, I gave three to each of my friends. And since Factorio is a multiplayer game, I wanted to demo the multiplayer aspect yeah. of it. So, so there's a good reason for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> I got, like, I played it, and some of my friends played it, and I got their impressions. And uh, and you can usually kind of tell without even getting their impressions what the multiplayer is like, just from your own experience. And uh, at, at release, Factorio's multiplayer was a little weird because they used, uh, uh, TCP packets instead of UDP so there was some like 
uh, weird stuttering and then like map transfers took forever which they eventually fixed but mm-hmm. yeah so it it it, it varies uh, pretty drastically some people are like yeah man no problem I'll, I'll give you some review keys um, and then some people are pretty apprehensive to it and then uh, bigger companies uh, <laughs> the, those become a challenge uh, a lot of times they'll reach out to us but people like Activision don't because we've been blacklisted by them yeah, and to be fair, um, spoofing a domain email is not that difficult. Yeah, it's not. So, I mean, uh, all three of us, we work in IT, so we we get those spoofed emails all the time, and we have to and we have to deal with them. They'll get forwarded to us as spam, and like, oh, great, here comes another one. Cool, nice. Yeah, and I mean, I think that the biggest issue I have with this kind of thing going on is that it hurts the indie reviewers and people like us who are, you know, trying to talk about games and review games legitimately and there's people that are just you know just want to play the game and i mean yeah. that's great you know it's good that they have interest in the game but whenever you start scamming keys from people it hurts the reviewers because then there's less keys to give out they're more apprehensive about smaller reviewers who are trying to get started mm-hmm. because then you're getting grouped in with people who just want free keys yeah i mean I mean, let's be honest, YouTube channels are a dime a dozen. Everybody, you know, tries to, you know, there's lots of people that try to get off the ground doing this kind of thing, and it shouldn't hurt those people because there's literally just a guy adding it to his Steam library. I yeah. mean, that's... And then not playing it. <laughs> yeah, it's just... But, you yeah. know, I didn't want to beat that one too hard, but it's just like, can we stop doing that, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, even for us as, as like, an established, like, reviewer, because... It, it's it's still difficult sometimes and there there have been times where like uh, we've had to like John anything that we can't get from the developer themselves we'll just buy like pretty much all Activision games we just buy because we reviewed uh, uh, I think it was uh, Black Ops 2 and I, our reviewer at the time just fucking hated it and, <laughs> on, and to be fair on PC it had hackers day one because it was based off an older Call of Duty engine so uh, he was like, this is fucking garbage. Uh, Activision, fix your shit. <laughs> and he would just roast him, and Activision won't uh, let us review stuff anymore. But, I mean, uh, they still let IGN review things because they just yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I don't want it to get to the point where GameSpot is the only place getting keys. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, at the end of the day, as far as Darkside Gaming is concerned, even if nobody gave us free keys, uh, we get enough to just buy the keys, but I mean, it's nice that we get them because that may, means there's more in our budget for like upgrading hardware and right, things like absolutely. that. Absolutely, that's cool. So, uh, moving on, uh, what have you guys been playing? Uh, Matt, do you want to go ahead and start since you're the guest? Or? Uh, sure. Um, so, Monster Hunter recently came out on PC. Yes. So, I picked that bad boy up. Yes. I've been playing it non stop with the exception to today because I fucking slept for like three hours as soon as I got home from work dude I love uh, it it is absolutely fantastic it is good I picked it up I think right about the same time you did I started playing it Saturday Sunday it's and uh it's just fucking fantastic it's great so 
you know, you can probably speak to it too, but one thing I love is like the combat feels super kinetic. This is my yeah. first Monster Hunter game. Oh, is it? Yeah. So this oh, is welcome to the club. I know. Like the there's a lot of lead up to the fights themselves, which I like. I like exploring, kind of seeing the map because they're really well fleshed out, a lot of resources to kind of find and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the combat is so kinetic. It's yeah. very slow moving, like mm-hmm. at a point, and like you could probably speak to that as well. Yeah. Um, but like. I don't know, man. I really it it scratches an itch I didn't know existed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I I won't, but I could sit here and gush about Monster Hunter because I've been playing Monster Hunter for like since like P- since it originally came out on PlayStation Two. Yeah, I mm, yeah that's that that's my game, and they took a great formula that they had and then just expanded on it. It's okay. it's great. But uh, prior to that, I was playing a lot of old school RuneScape because uh, they released the Android app oh, recently, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I That's I hadn't played it in a little a little while. And uh, if you have uh, Twitch Prime, you got a free month of RuneScape, and you oh. need RuneScape membership to to use the app right now because it's a member beta. So I got that free month, and I'm just like, dude. Now I can fucking murder cows while I'm laying in bed. Switch <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> PK on the weekend. <laughs> which uh, which if. RuneScape implemented the same anti-cow killing mechanics as The Witcher 3 had. I would be so <laughs> fucked. Because <laughs> to level up my my attack and defense, I've murdered over a thousand cows. I would have so many cow demons on my dick. Man, RuneScape is quite the game. Man, I haven't played it in years, and I've been talking about it for a while. But Dude, now's the time. I know, especially on OSRS, man. Dude, it's it's about. <laughs> it does something for me. Warcraft doesn't do. Yeah, I, I can't quite explain it. <laughs> so, I can't do MMOs because of the grind. That's why I can't. But for some reason, the RuneScape grind just yeah. gets my dick hard. Yeah, I don't. Dude, I don't understand. It's it. a grinding game that I think it's in the same vein as like Stardew for me, where it's the game that very well knows it's a grinding game. It wants you to have fun the whole way through. It's not yeah. even nostalgia either. Like, it, I just like it. Yeah. It, I, the thing is, I've never liked grinding games. Like, when I played Pokemon, I wasn't the kind of guy who was like, all right, got a gym coming up. Let me level my Pokemon like 10 times yeah. and go to the gym. I'm, I just went straight to the gym. And like, if I die, I die. Well, it's, yeah. it's just enough. Because it's like, it's got everything you need for a good MMO, but not too much. To where yeah. you're really, it's something that's it kind of scratches an itch like you were saying yeah, like yeah. anything beyond that I would just go play Warcraft right, and anything yeah. less than that wouldn't really keep my attention so yeah. it's kind of just like a nice thing to hop into yeah, it gets yeah. you all the good MMO flavor but nothing to where you really gotta like For sure. go too hard on it it's a game that I think does a really great job of compartmentalizing like tasks and it's, it's, it's weirdly rewarding it is and that's yeah. the thing is it's like a Skinner box where like everything is fun to do but you could do one independent of the other if you wanted to be a mining dude more power to you go enjoy it and like yeah. that's all you have to do like, and that's like, cool those types of games are one of those things that I, I never enjoyed playing on modern servers like I, yeah. I just like had some friends uh, you know way back early early while not vanilla while but like you know probably two expansions in sure and they were playing on like wow bees or something Mm -hmm. and i got on there and i was like this is awful i'm I'm instantly level 80 and like it's just like that's the game yeah like warcraft for me is like yeah in game is fun rating is fun and everything but it's like the character progression is what the whole thing is yeah yeah 
I would love to have a modded server with like Call of Duty because I don't give a fuck about it. I just want to jump in and have all the guns and play. But it's yeah. like in a game like that, I don't want that at all. Yeah. What's funny is I'm the opposite for COD. That was my favorite part about it. Is like I don't care about progression in COD at all. Yeah. I just want the guns. That's why. I, that's why I liked it. Like I'm like, all right, I unlock this gun. Now I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna get like a hundred headshots yeah. and get this scope for it. Um, yeah. I'm the exact Those, opposite. Yeah. I'm I, nev- I hate. Yeah. I never cared about getting camos. Dude. I never cared about weapon skins. <laughs> So, like, it's I just fun. wanted to, as quickly as possible, get the guns I needed to get more they kills. Just, they just games. melts. Dude, yeah, I just don't, I don't care. I've always been an achievement guy. I've always been, like, a progression I, guy. I am, like, I am yeah. like that. Yeah. Just not I, Yeah, I mean, I, I like to go through the achievements and progressions, but it's like, I just, COD is a shooting game. <laughs> Give me the gun. It's not an RPG. <laughs> there's no progression. Put the just, gun in my hands. <laughs> let me kill somebody. Like, I would, like, to put an emphasis on that. I would never prestige in a Call of Duty game. Really? That so, like, is like insane. <laughs> yeah. I would just lose all my shit for like a number next to or a, a symbol next to my name. Yeah. That is that's like absolutely that's ridiculous problem. to me. Cody, wow. now that's why you got owned by all the eight year olds. That's no, why like, like Call of Duty. In, in like COD four, I played it for like, you know, a, the whole life cycle yeah. and it was just level fifty five. Yeah. One prestige yeah. like zero prestige. <laughs> Now, yeah. see, I, I prestige as many times as I can because that's the reason why I played COD is because the progression. Like, I have Black Ops on PC, and believe it or not, your, like, your, like, save for, like, online play is stored locally. And once yeah. I reach, once, once I reach max level, I just delete it and just yeah. start all over. <laughs> I would, like, I would be level 55, no prestige, and have, like, a M4 with... So, as far as what I've been playing, um, two big games. Uh, the first, I guess kind of smaller, it got a little bit of notoriety, which you guys may know just by me saying this, um, through the IGN plagiarism <laughs> issue, uh, but Dead Cells. Yeah, the, so Dead Cells. I, I've been playing it since it was in early access on PC, but I picked it up on the Switch, I obviously have it on the computer, and that game is just fucking awesome. Like, I love roguelites. I love games that have like a lot of progression, a lot of unlocks, and this game has a little bit of everything. It's super roaring, retro, like Metroidvania, roguelite Yeah. Uh, combat is super weighty, feels really good to play. Um, so I really can't do a whole lot of complaining. I think it's great. I don't know if you guys have touched it. I not believe yet. it or not, it's in my Steam library because yeah. it was on. Uh, I think it was on Humble Monthly. Probably. Yeah. I. I it may not be. It may just be one of those games that was on my radar because it looked. Because I fucking love Metroidvania games. Yeah. yeah. Like so, it it it's definitely on my radar, but I have not played it yet. I am very aware of the controversy surrounding oh, it. Yeah. That was a whole story that I guess we. I mean, we could talk about, but we'll save it. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But um, that game is, is fantastic. I really really like it. If anyone likes Metroidvanias and or. Um, roguelites seriously look at it it's it's unfortunately marred by this controversy but it's a fantastic game well worth a look in all honesty I don't think it's marred at all cause it's like it didn't have any part in it I just yeah. think that it comes up when like the like yeah. the but I mean that it may be good publicity for the game yeah it's like, it might be now everyone knows about it cause it's like oh yeah we've heard about the controversy that's true it actually might be really good publicity so um that game is great. Uh, the other games, I mean, this kind of hits two birds with the same stone. I, like Matt, have been playing Monster Hunter, so we won't go over that again. Um, but I've been playing 
what's I never bring it up because it's just always in my rotation, but Overwatch. I play that game a lot. <laughs> and uh, Why Cody, are we talking about Overwatch, Colin? Uh, Cody, as of... Uh, I guess it's yesterday at this point. So Cody has been really big into Paladin. So the free-to-play clone <laughs> of Overwatch. Whoa. Whoa. So, that is not the way I wanted that intro. All right. I, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel like... Uh, Anything Overwatch is terrible, so anything can be oh better than it. I was one of those too. Alright, so we there I have mixed emotions <laughs> for Paladins. Arya has joined us, by the way. Hello, Arya. Which she normally does at the end of the show. If you hear some clicking and clacking and maybe a bark or two. <laughs> she's the fully torqued mascot because she's in a perpetual state of torque. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a lot of good things and some not so great things to say about Paladin. So I, I like Overwatch. I'm a type, I'm the dude who's played it for like four or five hundred hours. Um, I think it's fun. My friends like it a lot more than I do, but I there's a lot to love with that game. It's just TF2 for weebs, though. Now I don't love that you just. Said <laughs> <that>. <laughs> um, I think it's I think it's fun. I think the dynamic is fun. I play it basically exclusively for the competitive part. Like I like I like talking to the team. I like building comps and stuff like that. I yeah. think that's fun. Um, and then... Sorry, uh, yeah, so... Uh, I'm just getting torqued. Yeah, that, that, game, is, that game is fun. Um, Paladins... Like, on a, on a mechanical level, I think Overwatch is very, very kinetic, at least to me. Like, the guns feel good, the abilities feel good to use. Whether or not you're the best in the planet, then which, believe me, I'm nowhere near the best at anything in that game. Um, the, 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 like, game itself feels good to play. And, like, I've played Paladins on both PC and the Switch now. And I don't get the same kinetic quality from it. Like, everything seems kind of flat. The guns feel flat. The abilities feel weird. Um, but there's a lot to love. I think you can talk about this too, Cody, but, like, I like the card system. I like that you can get a bunch of skins and stuff like that. Granted, you can get that in Overwatch too, but I like that your build can actively change. Like, you can play yeah. a character different that's, than I could play it. That's one of my main things with it too. Yeah, so do you want to talk about Paladins a little bit more? Because I guess you're coming at a different angle. Than I mean, I never, even from the beginning, intended to just, like, defend Paladins like so bad. It's like, <laughs> Not at all. You it's just... so much better than Overwatch or anything like that, but I do like the game. It's fun. And honestly, the main reason I'm playing it is because I'm playing it on the Switch, and I can't play Overwatch on the Switch. That's true. And, I mean, it's it's a good champion shooter that I can play anywhere I want. So yeah. that's the main reason I play it. That is cool. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's better than Overwatch. Oh, not at all. I'm just, yeah. it, personally, I'm just comparing them from my personal yeah. experience. It does so. have, I mean, if, I, I almost like it just as the same. They, yeah. ha, it has a lot going for it. Again, like I think, I think the customization is definitely there. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't. And it's free. Let's not forget it's free. It is yeah. free. I, I don't legitimately believe that Overwatch sucks. I, I do like to tell people that it sucks <laughs> because it's 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 controversial and it rustles some jimmies. Objectively, Overwatch is a very polished game. Oh, There's yeah. a reason why it has such a strong competitive circuit. However, the skills the skill ceiling is not is not insanely high. No, I mean, obviously, yeah. obviously, your your average player is not going to be even remotely as close to as being as good as a pro player. But of course not. Just just from the sake of like. 
the amount of depth you can get to playing a character, it's nowhere near what TF2 ever was. Because no. TF2 plays on those classic first-person shooter elements, like back in the Quake days, where movement plays a huge role in how you play the game. Yeah. Now, Lucio yeah. has a pretty high skill ceiling due to his due to how much you can learn in his movement, especially with wall riding. Yeah. But the rest of the characters, not so much. I think there is and there isn't. So you're right. Each character does have a very defined ceiling. Um, but movement can play a big role in it. They recently released the the character Wrecking Ball, uh, mm-hmm. who has nothing but movement in his favor. Like, he can latch onto stuff and, like, whirl around and all that. Yeah. There's the thought of, like... Um, like, some characters, it's definitely, like, you have to watch where everybody is. Like, it's definitely not as mechanically skilled as something like Team Fortress or as Counter-Strike. No debate there. There's definitely a much higher skill ceiling. Um, but you do have to keep an eye on where people are. You do have to, but I guess you do every game. So that's not, like, yeah. unique to Overwatch. But, like, your team, knowing where they are knowing how you guys synergize is a big, big part of, like, succeeding in that game, which is kind of yes. cool. And, so. and, I mean, they're adding characters that add that movement. Like, Lucio, obviously, has been there since the beginning, and yeah. Wrecking Ball's a newer character. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're adding more to it that gives more competitive depth. Yeah. But I just... I mean, it's just, it's it's nowhere near <laughs> to, I feel like, Mario. If, if, if I'm going to invest in a team-based shooter, I'm just going to go back to playing TF2. Sure. Dude, it's, I mean, TF2 is great. Super good game. Yeah. Overwatch, TF2 for weeps. Dude. You know what? We're going to have to agree to disagree here, Matt. I don't want to fight you. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> much out there. I, I picked up Mario Kart 8 and barely Dude. played it, but it's Mario Kart. It's going to be awesome. Great game. Yeah. And I'm going to play some Splatoon 2 as well. Dude, have you had I'm on a Switch kick. I haven't played Splatoon. I've yet. never played any Splatoon game, but I got Splatoon 2 and I'm going to play it. You got I, it at the same time Paladins? You just jumped into Paladins? No, I just got it like Just today. got it. Yeah. Dude. So. Maybe for next week. We'll talk yeah. about it. Yeah. I'm going to be playing some Splatoon. Maybe I should pick up Splatoon, uh, Splatoon 2. Cause yeah. I've, By I've, now we can play it online for free. <laughs> <laughs> for the time being. <laughs> for the time being. Yeah. So I uh, think that's pretty much it for this week. Uh Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be on all your major podcast platforms, and uh, we're going to be publishing to Apple Podcasts much quicker now. So if you're listening to this on Anchor, check us out on, you know, everything else. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.